Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Football, energy drinks, beer, more football. Welcome to Bink at Night. It is Bink at Night, however, Bink has the night off. So you got to deal with me and Chris Unocero. On the controls across the glass. I am the sports machine. Sean Levine will be here for the next three hours, taking you up until nine o'clock, talking pretty much all Kansas City Chiefs football. We got to talk about a little bit the contract, at least the reported contract that Lincoln Riley's getting. Have you seen this? Chris, the deal is getting at USC. Uh, no, I don't think I've seen the the financials of Lincoln Riley. Oh, it's not just USC the financials. Contract. It includes a jet. That whenever he wants it, twenty four seven excess. It includes one hundred and ten million dollars. They bought out his home, USC did in Norman. They also bought him a new home in LA, upwards of six point five million dollars. I don't think Oklahoma really could have competed. I mean, what are they going to offer? How many John Deers do you have to offer to say, "Hey, stick around here"? So that wasn't going to happen. We'll talk about the coaching carousel and all that stuff. Let's start with the Kansas City Chiefs because it kind of feels like. 
since I'm not on every day anymore, whenever I come in, it's been ever-changing, right? It's like a relationship with a girl. Sometimes it's good, sometimes it's bad, sometimes it's in the middle, and right now we're in a good period of this season. Of course, the Chiefs have won a few games in a row. I think that you can question, I guess, have they beat a good team during this winning streak? Because you can kind of look back in hindsight and say, of course, Green Bay's a good team, but they are playing with their backup quarterback. And at the time, yeah, Dallas was a good team, but yeah, are they really? I don't know. I think that coming up against the Denver Broncos, the Chiefs are going to get a good test, although this is one of those all arrows. Sometimes everything points in one direction, right? And it feels like all directions point toward the Chiefs winning this game, rolling in this game, and basically putting the division not on ice. It's way too early to say that with the added game and the fact that the Raiders are actually okay this year and the Broncos are now over 500. And, of course, any team with Justin Herbert can go on a run, I suppose. But how long has it been? It's been one, two, three, four, five straight years of the Chiefs have won the AFC West. And right now, this game's going to go a long way. Actually, the next few will because they have back-to-back-to-back division games to winning a six straight All arrows just point toward the Chiefs winning this game, right? First of all, we know how good Andy Reid is in the division alone. Check this out. Since 2015, 27-3 in division. After a bye, he's 19-3 in his coaching career. I'll do the math for you. That's 46-6. Not to mention the Chiefs have won 11 straight games against the Broncos. Oh, by the way, the game is at Arrowhead. Oh, by the way, it's been shifted, switched, if you will, to Sunday Night Football, so the entire country is going to be watching it. So it just kind of feels like perfect timing where the Chiefs are starting to get right, and the Broncos, I don't want to I don't want to rain on anybody's prayer. Drew Locke, man, I think that he might be done in the league, and this is not an anti-MU take. This is not an anti-Denver take. It's just I watch a lot of football, and he just doesn't look like a quarterback, be it a starter, or in his own team doesn't believe in him. I don't know if you saw their last game. Teddy Bridgewater got hurt, and he was out for a minute. Drew Locke comes in. They don't really run any sort of aggressive plays with him because he's, you know, Drew Locke, and he goes out there and throws a pick on his second or third pass this year's numbers. No touchdowns, two interceptions. His career, 23 touchdowns and 20 picks. It just kind of feels like this might be the end of the road for that guy, and I'm not saying Teddy Bridgewater is the long-term solution there in Denver. I do still think they're looking for their quarterback, but I think that we figured at this point, who it's not, and that's Drew Locke. So we'll take your phone calls here for the next few hours. 913-576-7610. Off the top, here's the question that I ask. Do you honestly believe, with your head, not your heart, that the Chiefs are going to end up the number one seed? We can take a peek at the schedule. We can take back a peek back at the teams that they've beat. But the concrete evidence is this. They've still got one, two, three, four teams they're looking up at. They've got an identical record to the Cincinnati Bengals at seven and four. And I think that the teams ahead of them save Tennessee. So here's how it looks right now. Baltimore's got the best record in the AFC at eight and three. New England's got the second best record at eight and four, followed by Tennessee at eight and four. And then you got Kansas City and Cincy seven and four, seven and four. So 11 games in half a dozen games left. Certainly nothing has been decided. Do you guys actually believe at this point that the Chiefs are going to end up the number one seed. I do, and here's why. It kind of felt like this entire year that, and this is not really an anti-Patrick Mahomes or really anything about the offense, maybe about the offensive line, that this team hadn't played their best football, and I would argue still hasn't played their best football, but now they're starting to win. Remember that game at the very beginning of the year? If you don't, I get it. My short-term memory has been shot since my days in Lawrence at college, so I get it. It's cool. 
But go all the way back to that Cleveland Browns game. That was kind of a microcosm of how the Chiefs have been the last couple of years, where the games are really fun, they're really high scoring, the Chiefs might get behind early, but ultimately they end up winning the game. And I think that because it was the first game of the year right out the gates and it was when we didn't really know what Baker Mayfield was and there was a lot of excitement, of course, for the opening game of the year, but they ended up winning. And every time you win, it it puts a bandage on things, but doesn't really put a cast on it. It doesn't really fix it. It just, it just kind of temporarily, it looks okay for a while. And then the Chiefs kind of fluttered in the middle of the year. I think that the best part about the last month, if you will, where they're on this four-game winning streak and they've beat teams that in theory, especially in the NFC, are the quote-unquote good teams with Dallas and with Green Bay and teams like that, that the Chiefs are just now getting right. It feels like there's still a long ways to go. It feels like this football team, compared to the other teams at the top that they're looking up at right now, still have a lot more room for growth. Because if you look at Baltimore, look, Baltimore's a good football team. They got the best record in the AFC for a reason. Lamar Jackson's the real deal. I think John Harbaugh's probably the most underrated coach in the NFL. But what would the line be on a neutral field, Baltimore versus Kansas City? It would be Kansas City. No, we can back up and say, yeah, but the game's probably not going to be played on a neutral field because Baltimore won that head-to-head matchup earlier. Touche. And we can certainly have that conversation. Because even though Buffalo has been playing like crap recently and they've kind of buried themselves a little bit and New England's leading that division, I assume that at some point over this games, Buffalo gets right. And if they do, they've also got that tiebreaker in hand versus Kansas City. So I do think that the fact that the Chiefs have the next three games against division foes is a good thing. Because really, just two weeks ago, and this is on, they were doing shows on BetQL and you could, wherever you bet, Bovada in Las Vegas, You could get even money. This is two weeks ago, guys, on the Chargers to win the AFC West compared to the Kansas City Chiefs. Think about that. Just a couple of weeks ago. You look up right now, you'd be insane to bet on the Chargers. You'd be insane to take anybody except for the same team that's won it five years in a row. But then the problem is this. If you play at home, that's great. But I feel like the Chiefs this year, Maybe more so than the last couple, or I should say the last three years where they've hosted AFC Championship game back-to-back-to-back years, need home field. And maybe you feel differently. And maybe your answer is, well, look at their home record. They're vulnerable there too. I get it. But to me, this team, for whatever reason, could really use the home field advantage. And it's unlikely at this point. It would take a, not a monumental slip-up from Baltimore or New England, the reason I'm not talking about Tennessee, even though they're eight and four right now, and they've got that game in hand against the Chiefs, also, can't you kind of see a volcano before it's about to erupt a little bit if it's rumbling? And it kind of feels like the last three weeks it's been rumbling a little bit in Tennessee. And I do still think they're the best team in the division, and I do think that they're a playoff team. And coming up later on the show, Chris and I are going to argue which teams are actually Super Bowl champions. Because at one point this year, we talked about Tennessee like they were a Super Bowl champion. But come on, let's be real. Tennessee Tennessee has no chance of winning the Super Bowl. Dallas, at one point, we talked about as a chance to win the Super Bowl. Let's be real. You talked about okay. it. <laughs> I didn't talk about it. <laughs> well, a lot of people, I did, along with a lot of other people. We were, <laughs> you were, you know, you were hyping them up fools. two weeks ago yeah. before the Chiefs played them. Yeah, I was. <laughs> and then they got crushed. <laughs> yeah, and look, they're good against everybody except for AFC West teams. And then they go out there and just get destroyed but I'd ask you that about pretty much everybody in football right now we're more than two-thirds of the way into this thing is there a great team 
is there even a really good team? Do we think the Chiefs are going to end up with the number one seed? Let's take some calls on. Let's go out to Quentin in Kansas City. What's up, Quentin? How you living, man? Hey, doing well, man. Yeah, you know, I've been watching the standings the last couple of weeks as we've improved in all facets of the game. Yeah. I've been excited at the possibility of the number Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. One seed, but having just looking, I, I just don't think, I just don't think it can happen because we dug ourselves such a hole that so many things have to happen. We have to make sure that we don't have any more major injuries. You know, we have three divisional games, and divisional games can still be tricky, even though we've dominated. And I, uh, I just, I just think it's just going to be maybe too much for us to to overcome. And we, I think you'd have to agree, we, we'd have to win out, which is totally feasible. But we know that this team is capable of putting out a couple of stinkers, particularly, um, you know, offenses hasn't really had those consistent explosive games. And I think if we, if we had that, you know, the last couple of weeks, explosive offense, I'd be a little bit more inclined, but just winning out and the other teams kind of fumbling to the, the number one seed, I think is more likely, but I'm hopeful. My fingers are crossed. And on top of that, Quentin, that's a good point. Another thing you talked about, they can win out. Certainly they're capable of it. If they do, that's, that's best case scenario for a couple of reasons. One, then it probably does get you the one seed. So let's just play that game right now. They would win their next. They've played 11. They got six left. That would be thir- 13 and four will get it done. You would, you, you would think 13 and four would get you the number one overall seed. Again, right now, Baltimore is holding on to that for what it's worth. They're eight and three. New England's eight and four. Tennessee's eight and four. I don't think any of those teams are going to end up winning out. Of course, Baltimore, I suppose, could lose a game. Yeah, like you said, it, it's, it's going to be pretty tough. I just think that this, you know, I'm not saying it's impossible for the Chiefs to take a road trip, if you will, to the Super Bowl. And they wouldn't have to do it the same way that's been done a couple of times where teams did it all on the road. I think it was the, I want to say the Giants did it once, and I think the Steelers did it once, where they had to play every game on the road to get to the Super Bowl. I don't think that's what it's going to be. But if you think about what it's been the last couple of years on the road to -to back-to-back Super Bowls, it's been at the crib, right? You've had like a 15, 20-minute, maybe an hour at the most if you're listening right now driving around like a two, two-and-a-half-hour drive to get to Arrowhead. That's probably going to be the case again for a game. I'd be very surprised if it's for multiple games. And don't forget, with the additional game this year, the 17th game, that takes away one of the buys. So now you've got one team that gets a buy, which makes it as important as ever. I was saying this last year. I mean, we know how big of a home field advantage is in the NFL. Like, automatically, it's worth three or four points. Arrowhead, you got to tack on a couple more, so call it like five points. You know what's better than having home field advantage? Not playing? They just advance you on paper? That's a whole lot cooler, especially for this team that we've seen at times, for whatever reason, 
doesn't show up maybe as consistently as Chiefs teams that we've gotten used to. Now, here's the good news. We're still a month and a half away from all this stuff that we're talking about. The postseason is still a month and a half away. The weather's about to get cold. The snow at some point is going to fall, I would assume. And everything for this team is still in play that they had in mind heading into this season. And if we would have said that a month ago, if I would have said, hey, don't worry. If I would have gave you the old Aaron Rodgers, hey, just relax. A month from now, everything's going to be cool. They're going to be 7-4. and four. They'll be at the top of the division. They'll be able to rest. You'll look up. Patrick Mahomes will still be one of the favorites to win the MVP. By the way, the Chiefs are back to being the, the Vegas favorite to win the Super Bowl along with Tampa Bay. So it just kind of feels like now that we're here, it's all gravy, baby. Chris Inocero, Sports Machine, Sean Levine, coming up next. I got to talk about something that I probably should have got off my chest a while ago, but I guess I'll just do it coming up after the break right here on Bink at Night, 610 Sports Radio. This is Bink at Night on your home for Royals baseball and the official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. Bink at Night, 610 Sports Radio. No Binkley tonight. Sports machine, Sean Levine on the microphone. Chris Unocero across the glass, spinning the wheels. And you, till 9 o'clock. We're talking mostly Chiefs here. Quick congratulations, though. Shout out to the old alma mater, the champions. No, not the Kansas Jayhawks. They Well, they did beat Texas in football. Blue Valley Northwest. How about them Huskies, huh? The 6A state champions. First time in school history. Congratulations to head coach Clint Ryder and Mikey Polly, the quarterback, on his way to play baseball and football, I think, also at Nebraska. That usually doesn't work out, but hopefully it does for that guy. Congratulations, to the Blue Valley Northwest Huskies. So I got to get something else off my chest here. With construction all over the place, especially in Kansas City, where it feels like we're just an ever-growing city, it doesn't matter if you're thinking highways or suburban or whatever. Y'all, if you're driving around right now, you're probably dealing with it. Chris, what part of the city? No specifics, just where do you live approximately? In the, the southern part in of the so, city. Okay, okay. Do you ever frequent like the Westport Plaza area? Not often. Not no. often, but you've done it a couple of times. Yeah, I okay. mean, it's just it's it's a drive, and the place has kind of gone down the drain. Dude, a bit the hasn't last few it? Years. Yeah. Oh my goodness! Ever since they took out Gusto and and the Union, it uh, it hasn't been the same. Now that's a conversation for another day. Plaza's still cool, like enough, especially this time of year. Westport. I don't. I don't, really, I don't go to the Plaza that often. Westport, though, bro, like. <laughs> The only only reason why I would go is for the uh, the Cinemark there. That was uh, it was really cheap. Oh yeah, to go see movies there. I love that place. But that was they shut it down. I think a couple of years ago. That was so, a top three theater along with the old. Uh, yeah, because it was Metcalf's price, price Dollar Theater. It really yeah, it was strong. cheap as hell. Yeah. It was very cheap. See a couple so. of movies for five bucks. Get some popcorn too. Anyway, so the reason I ask is because there's a certain like I guess you would call it triangle of hell that. I got in a fender bender there yesterday, so I was pissed off about it. Now, ultimately, my car was fine. You always have some sort of car trouble whenever you get on the air with me. Every like, single time. Like last time, your your car like blew a tire, and you know, yesterday you get a, a fender bender. So like this wasn't a tire issue. This was somebody else hitting me. But frankly, it wasn't their fault. I blame this one did, on the street. Did streets. their back bumper hit the front of your? Did it hit your front bumper? Yes. Was that what it was? Yes. Did they hit you? Yes. Okay. But either way, it wasn't anybody's fault except for the streets. Like, I'm oh, charging yeah, this was, one. It was, it was the streets' Hold fault. Hold on, dude. <laughs> I'm telling you, watch what the text line says. 913-576-7610, because this is not Chris's hood. This is ours. This is mine if you live in that area. I think it would be Madison, Bellevue area, like on Westport Road. I'm telling you, dude. It's kind of over by the Sunfresh, kind of over by that first wall. Yeah, I know. There's I know a donut place. I know you're talking about 
Um, how have they not changed that is all I'm saying. It's been that way since I was a kid. And I used to be scared when my mom had to drive it. And then I eventually got a license and I was scared to drive it. And now I'm still scared to drive it 20 years later. How have they not changed that damn thing? That is a pit of hell. It's not a, it might be a triangle, Chris, but it's one of them triangles that doesn't have three sides. It's got like nine, which is probably some other. That's not shape. a triangle. Okay. Well, either way. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't sound like you're describing a triangle. I'm just saying, there. most of the time when you're at a stop, it's either look to your left, look to your right, you're cool. Maybe you have to look, you know, at a four way stop, three ways. This is like a nine way stop. It's ridiculous. I can't believe they haven't changed it. Put a light there, a bridge, or a, a roundabout, or something. Maybe you should but, find like a different way to approach that no, triangle, no, I, so that like, you don't have to risk. Sometimes I do, and it adds, hitting people's cars. Do you know what it adds to my drive? That's like a, it's a super shortcut for a reason. Yeah, but it sounds pretty dangerous. Super and dangerous. Probably expensive too. It is. All right, I can't believe that. You got to find an alternate route. <sighs> I really do. Like, that's what I would do if I had a dangerous means of getting out. Speaking of an alternate route, there's a guy that's a really good route runner. His name is Tyreek Hill, and he's officially challenged Usain Bolt to a race. Now, most of the time, you'd be like, well, yeah, but one of those guys has shoulder pads on, and he's running routes, you know. The other guy's a world-class sprinter. Remember, when you're thinking of Usain Bolt, you know, doing the whole, like, lightning bolt thing and breaking the record, that was when he was 22 years old, okay? He's 35 right now. You know how old Tyreek Hill is? 27 years old. I would say the most important thing when it comes to speed is age. Ultimately, most of the time when you get older, you slow down. That's just how it is in life, especially in sports. And especially if you're a straight up and down runner, I don't have the official numbers next to me, but I would take Tyree kill. If we're talking about no pads, no nothing. One time you blow the whistle, shoot the gun, whatever the hell they do. And both the guys take off in their Nikes and see which guy crosses the 40 yard dash quicker at this point in both their lives. I'm taking Tyree kill and Tyree kill said that he would put his Super Bowl ring on the line. And I think that he would end up getting back whatever Usain Bolt waged. I'm dead honest. I would Did think he I, wage anything. No, <laughs> he hasn't. I don't think he responded. Yet. I don't think he's fine. Well, that's how, that's how sure. The cheaty is that he's going to win this race. Or just he has nothing to lose. You know, not only do I think he'd win the race, I think that he'd probably wear one of those gloves and he'd probably be waving it to Usain Bolt. Like he would be in his dust, in my opinion, at this point in, in their life. Now, if we we're talking prime Tyreek, which might be now versus prime Usain Bolt, I'm not dumb enough to say that I would take Tyreek Hill. I understand how this works. But there's an eight-age difference, an eight-year age difference. You know what I'm saying? Anyway, so we get back to the Kansas City Chiefs where we were talking about I don't think that there's necessarily an opponent that scares Kansas City. Like, I think if we start to say, all right, who scares you the most? Baltimore would probably be near the top of that list because they don't match up great with them. They've already beat them. Maybe New England because that's a Bill Belichick coach team, especially if the Chiefs have to go on the road. But I think that more importantly is I don't think that the Chiefs right now scare anybody the same way that they have the last couple of years. And that matters. I mean, don't pretend like in sports that doesn't matter being intimidated. If you think about Tiger Woods been in the news recently, part of the reason that he always used to dominate was yes, he was the best golfer in the best shape with the best equipment and all that, all that stuff. He was ahead of his time, but he also had people intimidated. They knew before everything started that he was probably going to end up winning. And sometimes they coward at the end, Mike Tyson. Now I'm not suggesting the chiefs last couple of years have been that, but they're pretty damn close at times. For a team that's been to back-to-back-to-back AFC championship games and two Super Bowls in a row, and they've got the best quarterback in the world, and you could argue also the best wide receiver. You could argue also the best tight end. You could say they got the best coach. I mean, there's a lot of still good the same way that it's been the last couple of years, but I don't think the Chiefs are quite as scary 
to the rest of the league as they've been the last couple of years. I do think they can get there. I disagree. And here's why I disagree. First off. Right if, now, this version. Yeah. Maybe they can get right now. They're I, not. Yeah, every, I, think, I think teams are still scared because they think that the Chiefs are just in a rut. I don't think teams are looking at the Chiefs and like, eh, that's scary anymore. And the reason why I, I think that is because, and I, I talked about this with Bink a few weeks ago because he said the same thing. If teams were not scared of the Chiefs, they would not be as aggressive on the offensive end to keep the football, and they would not be playing it safe as they do on the defensive end to ensure the Chiefs don't kill them with their offense. If you're not afraid of Patrick Mahomes, you're not sitting back in too deep safety coverage every time you drop back to defend the pass. You're like, okay, I'll send blitzes at you. I'll run man coverage. You know, I'll do these exotic things to try to trick you. Instead, teams are keeping it straight and simple. Let's do cover two, and let's just make sure we keep everything in front of us. Let's make sure we rough these guys up at the line of scrimmage and make sure that we stop the intermediate deep passing game. If you didn't fear your opponent's ability to throw down the field, you wouldn't do that. When do you, Teams when aren't do you, doing that against uh, against Teddy Bridgewater. Did Teams this happen aren't doing in the last that against month? Mike White. Yes, they've been doing it. They've been doing it since the start of the season. I'm asking you, did the, did the Chiefs become scary again during this four-game winning streak? They've been scary the entire time. I don't think Baltimore Teams was scary been, when they beat them. I don't yes, think the Chargers were scary. scared Buffalo, of them. They've been doing Tennessee the same thing all year long. Tennessee beat Tennessee was scared? Tennessee was running the same defense that every other team's been running all season and beat long. beat that ass, dude. But they were still running that defense. If they weren't afraid of Patrick Mahomes, they wouldn't have run that defense. And then on the opposite side, on offense, teams are going for it on fourth down a hell of a lot more against the Chiefs than they usually do. Teams are are being hyper-aggressive. They're like, okay, we're three points isn't good enough. We got to get a touchdown. Fourth and two, okay, let's go for it. You know, they're, they are hyper-aggressive against the Chiefs in a way that you have not seen in past years. And it's really changing how this league is, is, is going now. So many teams are going for it on fourth and short, especially when they're in, a, in, in field goal range. Instead of taking a field goal, they're deciding seven points is a hell of a lot more valuable than three, and they're going for it on fourth down. Teams are doing this because of the standard that the Chiefs have set. And they're like, we need to maximize the points that we score on every drive. And so that's why I, you know that teams are scared of the Chiefs because they're going for it so much on fourth down. They're hyper-aggressive on that side of the ball. And then on the defensive side, they're playing it as safe as they possibly can. And you don't do that if you don't fear your opponent. I don't think that any of these, like the reason that I think the Giants lost, I feel like I'm in a bizarro world here because I'm the biggest Chiefs fan you're ever going to meet, but I also calls it like I sees it. And the Chiefs just right now, this version of them, even the team that just beat Dallas, what's scary about an offense that puts up 19 points? Now we can talk about the defense and the defense has been damn good for a while now. Gave up nine to Dallas, gave up 14 the week before to the Raiders, gave up seven the week before I get it to Jordan Love, and then 17 to the Giants. No matter who you're playing in the NFL, they got a lot of talent. So those are really good numbers. But I think, Chris, the reason I would fight back with you, we can keep this conversation going for sure, is that the last couple of I would say the last, hell, since Patrick Mahomes has been the quarterback, the reason the Chiefs have been so scary is because they have Patrick Mahomes, and Patrick Mahomes was always clicking on all cylinders. There wasn't really a time that you could point to more than four quarters, certainly more than six quarters or two games in a row and say that guy struggled. See, he's human. See, he did that. What usually happened is he'd have a game where he had two touchdowns and two picks and we'd be like, what the hell? He had two interceptions. And then he'd come back and have five touchdowns and no picks. I think that that's the guy that we're seeing right now. 
I think that he's turning back into that guy. Now, why he wasn't there at the beginning of the year, why the numbers look more pedestrian, why he was throwing the interceptions, we can say it was the offensive line. We can say it was tip passes. I just think it was, for whatever reason, this is going to be crazy. I don't want to say lack of confidence because Patrick Mahomes never lacks confidence. It's certainly not that. They're just back. It feels like they're about to be scary again. But I also think it's crazy to say that they've been that way the whole year. This team has definitely not been as scary as the Chiefs the last couple of years for whatever reason. I don't think you're understanding what I'm saying. I'm not saying that the Chiefs have performed like a team you should fear. I have uh, What I've said is teams fear the Chiefs because of what they can do, not what they have done this year. They fear them for what they can do. Do you think that what the Chiefs have done this year is completely in a vacuum? Or do we judge Patrick Mahomes by what he's done the last few years? Because I tell you this right now, every team is not thinking about what Patrick Mahomes has done during this stretch the last couple months. They're thinking about Patrick Mahomes in 2018, 2019, 2020. They're thinking about that guy. They're thinking about the guy that came back from down 2010 in half of a quarter in the Super Bowl. That's the guy they're thinking of. They're not thinking about the guy that has had some struggles this year and had some issues with turning the football over. You are thinking about this team in the vacuum of 2021. And what I'm trying to express to you is that this team is much more than that. And when teams look at the Chiefs, they don't think of 2021 Chiefs and, oh, they've had issues scoring points and and, and all that mess. They're thinking of, oh, this is Patrick Mahomes. Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey, Andy Reid. They've got a lot of talent. We got to play it safe. Otherwise, we're going to get burned. That's what teams are looking at. And that's why teams are playing it safe on defense and they're hyper aggressive on offense. And I, I think if you're just basing it off of what we've seen this year, that's not what teams are doing. Because if teams were just basing their view of the Chiefs on this year, they wouldn't be running as much cover two. They wouldn't be as aggressive on the offensive end because they'd be like, oh, okay, it's fine if we take these three points because the Chiefs offense is struggling this year. That's what they would do. But they're not doing that. They're still like, we got to take them seriously every week because they might kill us. So that's why I disagree with you. Okay. All right. Um, Maybe I should have said they're not as scary. Because, of course, they're scary. They're the Chiefs. They've got it in them. But they just haven't played that way. My whole point was that it feels like this point going forward, they they, they worked out whatever kinks, whatever issues there were. Point to this, point to that. It's taken care of. It's in the rearview mirror. Now, going forward, a game like this is going to be one of those games where if we're right and if they're scary and if they're good, the best team and going to end up the one seed and all these different things have home field advantage, then you go out there and you don't just win this game, national TV division opponent, all these coming off a bye. You go out there and you smoke this Broncos team. But I was breaking down some numbers and I'll talk about this on the other side. The Broncos are actually kind of good. I'll tell you what I mean with Chris Unocero, sports machine, Sean Levine right here on 610 sports radio. This is Bank at Night on your home for Royals baseball and the official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. So the other day, oh, I'm the sports machine. That's Chris. So the other day, my uh, my girlfriend was like, just order us something. Order something that is simple, maybe like some hot food. It was one of those colder nights, not too expensive, whatever. And Boston Market came to mind. And so I'm like, oh, great. It's also not that far. So I head down Shawnee Mission Parkway, and I go down to Boston Market, at least the building that used to be Boston Market. Come to find out afterwards that I text her. I'm like, hey, Boston Market's not there. She texted me back and said, yeah, you idiot. Hasn't been there for like three years. Did y'all know that? Is that a thing? Boston Market's been gone? 
Is the is the one out south gone too? Is Boston Market as a company dead? Is, it, is that it? Is it done? Dude, I haven't thought about Boston Market in years. <laughs> I was, I've eaten Boston Market a whole once, and I was like, "Yeah, I'm good." No, well, it's cheap and it was good enough. I think I'm good. I don't. I mean, look, if the national chains like that shut down, it is what it is. When the locals go away, it's sad. Like, do you remember Tippins? Probably not. Yeah, I remember Tippins. Remember Tippins? Yeah. I love me. Some- I never had it, but I I remember seeing the commercial. Do you remember American Bandstand? Dick Clark's American. Yeah, you do. That's where the sky eye dive thing is over there now. Yeah, it is. Yeah, um, yeah my, uh, my, my, aunt, my aunt frequented that location when it was a skydive or the bandstand. Bandstand. So did my uncle. Maybe they hooked up. Um, Peppercorn uh, Duck Club. Don't want to hear about that. Peppercorn <laughs> Duck Club. You ever go there? That sounds like you just made it up. No, I swear that was a place. <laughs> sounds like a fake location. No, no, no. It was inside of, I want to say, the Hyatt. It was a big spot for, like, I don't know where y'all went for your high school dances, but we would usually go to either. We had our high school dances at the school. But where'd you, you didn't eat dinner there. No, we, there were dances. We would. So what was your, you went out to dinner beforehand, right? No, they had, like, pizza and stuff there, so. What? Yeah. Even for prom? No, prom was, like, <laughs> at the, <laughs> some club downtown. I don't know. Yeah, but I'm saying you always take your date to dinner. Like there's a certain sequence. We didn't do that. You ask her, she accepts, and then you have to get the. No, we didn't. We didn't do that. Oh my goodness! For like all our like all the like the homecoming and court warming and stuff were at the school, Uh, and they were usually right after the game, so there was no dinner. We were at the game. That's insane. A part of the dance, homecoming, prom, whatever they call it these days, when the girls pay W, whatever the hell it is, you got to go to dinner. And back in the day, you went to dinner at Peppercorn Duck Club or Skies, perhaps, or... Yeah, well, we didn't do that. They, you know, had, they had pizza at the dance. If you didn't have that... It was like a house party, so... All right. Yeah, like our 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 uh, our dances at Ruskin were like house parties, pretty much. I love a good house party. Yeah. I miss house parties. As adults, you don't... Yeah, like teachers, teachers couldn't really keep it in order. I get it. Oh, no twerking. Yeah, we twerk. <laughs> I'd love to see that. Chris, you know, Sarah... They're kids, no. Sports machine, you know, I wouldn't. Sports machine, Sean Levine, 913 576 7610 to chime in on our ridiculous conversation. We were talking about the Chiefs and the Denver Broncos. Chris, pull up the line if you can. I know I'm a gambling degenerate, but I actually haven't checked the line yet for this. The last time I saw it yesterday was like nine and a half. That big, huh? Yeah. And that's probably about where it should be, if not kind of tipping into those double digits. I was a little surprised at the line. Look. Most of the time, the NFL, you don't see much more than a touchdown. And then you kind of break it. I mean, most times in the NFL, it's like three and a half. Yeah, but these teams should be more. I understand. It's 10 right now. 10? Okay, that's where it should be. And I'll still bet the Chiefs. 10 seems like a little big. It's, it's a big number until you think it's, about. It's the NFL. Until you think, well, yeah. Until, but here's the thing. It could be a close game. And the Chiefs could still cover. Chiefs could be up five, comes late. Patrick Mahomes scores a touchdown. They go up by 12 and win the game. And I think it probably will be something like that. Look, the Broncos defense is pretty good. The Broncos are Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde, though. It's tough to say if they're any good. They got out the gates, won their first three games, then they lost three of four, and now they've won three of four. Now, the only team that they've beat over 500 this entire year is the Dallas Cowboys. And the Dallas Cowboys suck at football. At least right now they do. And two weeks ago they didn't. And and part of the reason that they (laughs) suck right now is because Denver housed them. So, again, give credit where credit is due. If you're ever going to talk about a quote-unquote trap game, technically this would be it. Except I feel like the Chiefs got those trap games out of the way early. And you could argue that they may have lost a couple of them. This game feels like a, everything's pointing toward the Chiefs winning, winning by double digits, including that line you just gave me. Las Vegas thinks the Chiefs win by 10. Andy Reid against this division. I mean, 27-3? and three? That's just silly. I don't care what you're doing. 
I don't care if I'm having a major surgery where my life is on the line and they tell me, you know what, 27 out of 30 people survive. I ain't tripping. I'm like, all right, I like my chances. He's 19-3 and three after a bye. The game's at home. Do you know the last time the Chiefs beat? I should say the last time the Broncos beat the Chiefs? I think it was 2015. It was indeed. Yeah. That's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven straight times the Chiefs have won this head-to-head matchup. So again, Denver's not a terrible football team. As long as, you know, Drew Locke doesn't get in the game. Man, he has absolutely struggled this season. Now, I think the part of the reason why the Chiefs have been, at least as a fan base, giving us more confidence, doesn't really have a ton to do with the offense. It's weird because you look at Patrick Mahomes and his numbers are going to end up close to MVP type numbers if he doesn't actually end up with the award. You look at Tyree Kill's numbers, he's going to end up with a bunch of career highs. But it's like, yeah, he's just having an okay season. You could say the same thing about Travis Kelsey. The entire offense as a whole, they look good, but they don't look great. Fortunately, the defense has come around. Here's what I want to know. Hit me up, 913-576-7610. At the end of the year, there's always these banquets for teams. If you win the Super Bowl, I don't know if they have them. But if you don't, there's these banquets where they give out, like, the comeback player of the year just for the team and the most inspirational player of the year and the lineman of the year and all these different things. The Royals do it too. You know, the reliever of the year and the bullpen coach of the year. Like it's one of those here, you're adults, but you still need trophies type events. So if we were doing that right now and giving out the defensive player of the year so far for the Kansas city chiefs, here are your nominees. Drum roll, please. This is just so far. Legereus Sneed who has 50 tackles, two interceptions, one sack, a partridge in a pear tree, and might be the best thing that Brett Feach has done since getting here to Kansas City. Number two. Number two. Nick Bolton, who I don't know about y'all, but I was wondering how often is this dude going to be on the field? 79 tackles, leading the team right now. Who saw that coming? Or Chris Jones. Now, the thing about Chris Jones compared to these other guys, his numbers aren't quite as glossy because he's only played in nine games. The other guys have managed to stay on the field the entire time. But he has six and a half sacks. A bunch of those, of course, came in one game. Or the old write-in vote, if you prefer. 913-576-7610. You can call or you can chime in on the text line. So far this year, especially over the last month when the Chiefs have finally been winning football games, who do you think has been the best defensive player on this team? Would you give it out to Legereus Sneed? Would you give it out to Nick Bolton? Would you give it out to Chris Jones? Or would you possibly give that award to somebody else? I've got an answer, and I actually think it's pretty obvious. I'd be surprised if you guys think anything different. And I'll tell you what that answer is coming up next right here on Bink at Night. Chris Unocero, Sports Machine, Sean Levine, Dallas up at 913-576-7610. This is Bink at Night right here on 610 Sports Radio. This is Bank at Night on your home for Royals baseball and the official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. We're talking about that Chiefs defense here. Welcome back into Bank at Night, 610 Sports Radio, 610sports.com, all over the world on the Odyssey app. With Chris Unocero, I'm the sports machine, Sean Levine. I was out shopping on Black Friday with my girl. And 
everything was like, yeah, you know, that's cool, that's cool, that's cool. But then they're not being super long lines. And then they had specifically a gift card line. Now, you can imagine that the gift card line, this is at one of the major retail stores. You can imagine that the gift card line wasn't all that long, right? You know why? Because you're a prick if you get somebody a gift card. That's why, honestly. Like, it's almost like, I like you, but I definitely don't love you. Or I was forced to give you something because we're related or somebody forced me to do this. So here you go. Here's a gift card. I'm going to give you a piece of plastic that you're likely to lose. Now, I get it these days. It doesn't matter. It's all like in the computer. You could probably give them something. But you're telling me where I have to spend the money opposed to either, one, you know, giving me a gift. Just because we're adults here doesn't mean we don't like to be, like, handed something. I don't care what it is. I don't care if it's a homemade piece of something. I don't care if you went out there and bought it, but I want something, like something tangible. Hell, give me an ashtray. I don't even smoke cigarettes. Just something. I don't care. Give me a, a new tie, a drill, whatever it is. I don't care. But I want something. Or give me cash. Give me cash. You're never too old for cash. It always fits. You know, when you get a new pair of shoes, somebody's like, oh, do they fit? Yeah, yeah, kind of. You get something online, how's the hat fit? And it's a little bit big, you know? You know, it always fits a 20, a 50. If you really love me, a hundo. Those all, I never had a Benjamin that doesn't fit. No matter what wallet I got, it always fits in there. You're going to give me a gift card to Foot Locker. You're going to give a gift card to Whole Foods. Get the hell out of here. I actually like gift cards. Of course you do. I prefer gift cards. Over cash? Yeah. You're insane. Well, because You I, like being told where to go? I've I've got money. And I tell people, like, you know, if they ask, hey, well, you know, they kind of ask for ideas of where to get it. And they, they, they get it at places I, I want. I, I actually want to spend my money. So they're like, oh. You both inconvenience each other. They went somewhere specifically out of their way to get you a gift card to tell you that that's where you have to go back to. Think about that. But they go to a place I want to shop at anyway. Oh, you know what? Like you know, the you Nike know store. You could have shopped at that know? place at the Nike store. The same cash they could have gave you. Yeah, but it's just easier Or you easier could get gas to, on the way. I don't, to me, cash seems like a lazy-ass gift. See, like, I'm good on that. You talk about effort. I would much. Like, if you just give me cash, it just seems like, eh, just withdraw a 20 out of there. Let's do fast. Fast, fast cash and get the forty out out of the out of the ATM. You've and got then, cash as a gift and been pissed off I, about it. I don't been pissed off about it, but I'm just like, eh. okay. This seems like the lazy. Like you just like. I mean, if you <laughs> want to put a little extra effort, you can put a card. I, I actually do like the gift card because like people get it where I want it, so it's like it's cool. You know, oh, I don't I don't ever have to worry about it because I, I just I do a lot of shopping online anyway, so it's just easy for me to just do that. It's it's still free money. It's just. And it's just at a place that I actually like to shop. For the record, if you're ever going to get me a gift, not you, but anybody listening, I always want cash. I don't care what the event is. Honestly, I don't care if it's, I don't care if it's my birthday. I don't care if it's my damn bar mitzvah, my wedding, whatever it is. You've already had your bar mitzvah. You're not getting enough. And I made some cash, dog. I did pretty good. I'm not still have the money or anything like that. But like at some point, I'm going to get married, right? Most people do like a. Are you? It's something that's kind of the direction we're headed. Okay. A little bit slower than I expected, but okay. yeah, we're going down that path. Most people register, right? We're like, I want this. We want a new blender. We want this for the crib. Like, just give us cash. Well, okay, don't give us cash because it'll get stolen. Give us checks. That's all I want. No gift cards. That's all I'm saying. Please. No, no, get get them actual stuff. I don't want to give them actual stuff. Okay, fair enough. But I don't like gift cards the way that you do. I will be here until 9 o'clock, by the way. Yeah, I like a good gift card. Good for you. Uh, the Chiefs defense. Your thoughts, 913-576-7610. If we were giving out a Chiefs defensive player of the year so far up until this point, who do you think it's been? Has it been LeJarius Sneed, who's got 50 tackles, two interceptions, and a sack? 
Is it Nick Bolton, who's got 79 tackles, who leads the team? Would it be Chris Jones, nine games, six and a half sacks, or maybe somebody else that I haven't mentioned? To me, it goes like this. Three, Chris Jones. He's been good, but not great. He also gets paid a lot, and his expectations have been really high, and he hasn't been on the field. So I'd say he's been the third best defensive player. The runner-up, if you will, is Nick Bolton. He's been really good. He was a really good draft pick. The Chiefs needed a linebacker. They needed somebody to go out there and make tackles, and he has done all of that stuff at a higher rate than I thought that he was going to. He's been really, really good. But, yo, LeJarius Sneed, if the Chiefs didn't have a couple of quote-unquote superstars on this team, like Hall of Famers we're talking about, I think that Tyron Matthews on a quick track to Canton. I think there's a chance that he keeps putting up numbers that Chris Jones get there. If you're just talking about in a vacuum, I don't care where they were drafted. I don't care where school they came from. I don't care how much money they got in their bank account or what their contract says. The best defensive player on the Kansas City Chiefs might just be LeJarrius Sneed. I don't know if you heard how much they were talking him up in that Cowboys game. But they were talking about the Chiefs secondary and how they've been a pleasant surprise and nobody's been talking about him. And I started thinking, you know what? Are they good? Is the Chiefs secondary good? And then I got out my microscope and I was like, okay, well, there's a problem here. And they've still got this guy in the secondary. You definitely and, don't own you know, a microscope. Well, that's true. You definitely don't own a microscope. They're binoculars. <laughs> I don't, yeah, you probably own a pair of binoculars. I do. I do. They're crappy, but I've got them. And I'm telling you, I think what it is, is Legereus Sneed is so good that at times, He's become, dare I say, shut down where teams fear him that he doesn't necessarily put up the numbers when it comes to interceptions or deflections or that type of thing. Because if you're listing the best cornerbacks in football right now, again, I don't care about their entire career. I don't care about their upside or any of that. Just right now, I'm talking about this dude comes in on the short list, the very, very short list, maybe top five right now. For the guy that was an absolute afterthought. And we were talking about Brett Veach a couple of minutes ago. The moves that he's made that have been good. Nick Bolton. The moves that he's been made on the defensive side that have been Frank Clark. The luxurious Sneed one. I, I can't say how big that is. For an afterthought that late to turn into that guy that quick just doesn't happen. Most of the time, if you're going to end up with a Patrick Peterson or a Jalen Ramsey, you heard about that guy coming out of college because he was a top 10 draft pick. Somebody traded up to get him. Think about all the players that were drafted before Legereus Sneed. Think about all the hype for all the other players that we talk about all the time and then talk about actual production. You know, Legereus Sneed, like if we were talking about both sides of the ball, value, production, tangibly what they actually are. If we started listing the best chiefs players on both sides, let's do it real quick. What the hell? We got three hours. Obviously we're going to go Mahomes one. I think I'm still going to go Kelsey two, Tyreek kill three. And then you work where the defense side of the ball right now. I think I'm going with Jerry Sneed. I think he's the fourth best player on the Kansas city chiefs, which is crazy. Is it not? Nine one three five seven six seven six ten. Two hours in the book. On the other side, since the Chiefs are playing three straight division opponents, that would be Denver, Vegas, and of course Los Angeles. We all know that the best city to go to out of those for vacation is probably either Las Vegas or Los Angeles. Quality of life, 
I think it's going to surprise you. We'll talk about that on the other side right here, 610 Sports Radio. This is Bank at Night on your home for Royals baseball and the official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. <laughs> 